York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time Show. Here to give you that Knicks talk just in the nick of time. And it's time to talk about a Knicks loss because the Knicks lose to the Timberwolves 122 to 108. Um, listen, uh, Brunson needed a little bit of help. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait, I have the wrong. The wrong. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Give me one second. ticker is up this is what happens when you lose again get all discombobulated get pissed all right 117 to 100 is the score i'm sorry you guys rj barrett gives you 14 points on the night julius randall gives you 21 points and 14 rebounds mitchell robinson gives you 10 points and 11 rebounds and Jalen brunson needs some help and gives you 25 points and six assists. Many quickly also had a rough night and gave us 15 points and one rebound. And we only we were able to keep up for the first half because we won the rebound battle and the turnover battle. But it all caught up caught up to us in the third quarter, and we could not really keep up with the onslaught from Anthony Edwards and the rebounding, the newfound rebounding of Rudy Gobert, and we end up losing this game. And we're going to talk about it all, the good, the bad, and the more bad. So, yo, let's get to it, guys. Let's get to it. So, first of all, um, how you guys doing, man? I'm great, homie. I'm great. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm cool. I'm good to go. Good to go? All right, cool. All right, so, oh, man, where do I start? Where do I start? Uh, Listen, for... I don't know. I got into a debate on somebody on YouTube and we got into we got into a debate about shooting. He was like, yo, Jay Ellis, why do you always obsess over shooting? You you act like shooting is the only thing. And and the the reason why I do obsess about shooting is because of games like this, where we needed shooting to keep up. We face a team, a top three defensive team in the league, who is notorious for clogging up the paint. And the shots that we get, or the let the more open shots that we get, is at the three point line. And listen, we were we were shooting well from the three point line all season. Number six in the league so far shooting threes, but today not the case. Uh, not the case at all. We only shot was we only shot twenty seven percent from the three point line. Uh, Julius Randle one for six. Uh, Man quickly once is for seven. DiVincenzo one for six. Uh, Quentin Grimes zero oh for six. We really needed somebody to help. Jalen Brunson once again uh, scored, but we couldn't do that. But our guys fought though. We fought hard. We scrapped. Um, we did not give up. We the the rest got the best of us. Um, tempers got the best of us, and the shooting got the best of us. Um, and man. Yeah, I wish we I wish we'd have pulled this out, but listen, we, we 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 Anthony Edwards is a beast. The Timberwolves are the number one team in the West right now. Uh sucks that we lost, but uh we did fight. So uh, I don't know. Lee, what you think about this game? I'm not terribly upset about it. Uh I know a loss stain, especially when we're coming off a three-game win streak. You want to actually continue that win streak with a team, it's good. We've beaten up on a lot of really terrible teams. Uh, which is fun to watch those those smackings. But tonight, I was a little concerned going up a team. It's very hot and one of the best at defending the half court, which is where the Knicks operate, keeping things slowed down in pace uh, and momentum. So I, I'm not surprised that we lost. I like the fight that we had in the first three quarters. It is not the end of the world. Joyous Randall had a bad game. Some nights he has a good game. Every great team gets loses. It's very rare for the Knicks get smacked. So this is one of those only times it happens. Hopefully the only time this season we get blown out. But to me, the house is not on fire. We're still in a very good place. I think we definitely still have a lot of potential and ceiling to be met. And I'm not getting too overly concerned. Yeah, well said. Well said. What do you think, Ryan G? Um, I think there's a lot of factors that play in the game tonight. Um, 
I think first and foremost, I think you have to put it in perspective. The Knicks, this is the end of the Knicks road trip where the Knicks basically played five games in a week span. So eventually, you know, that's going to catch up to them. Um, Timberwolves is traditionally a bad matchup for the Knicks because of the size and the shooting. So, and then on top of that, they're playing well this season and they're defensively great as well. So you have to take that into account as well. So I think it's I think it's a combination of bad matchup for the Knicks, five games and eight nights. So the team might be tiring out towards the end of the um towards the end of the road trip. And you know, sometimes it's just not your night. You know, Brunson played well, Randall had a bad game. Grimes had a bad game, even though I see a lot of people getting on Grimes for this game, but I'm not going to be too harsh on Grimes because he was injured out for the last two games. So him coming back is going to, you know, it might be tough for him to get back his stroke. It's like what you see with RJ Barrett right now. RJ Barrett started the season out well, and he was out for about, I think, three or four games with the migraine, and he came back, and it's like he can't, and it's like he's having trouble finding his stroke again as well. So... Uh, you know, I'm not giving up on Grimes and RJ and guys like that. You know, you have to give them time to get the, you know, for them to get back their rhythm. But overall, just a bad game tonight. It's the NBA. It happens. It is what it is. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know, I get really aggravated in general when I feel like there's like a snowball effect and a pylon of one particular player for one reason or another, especially when the players are playing their heart out and they're like still on their rookie contract. When when people pile on players that are still on their rookie contract, it, it's it's I don't know, man. It, it really rubs me the wrong way, and I feel like Grimes is kind of like the new whipping boy right now, and it seems like there's always one every single year, and it, it's really bothering me because I feel like Dante Divincenzo was a good addition to this team. I still feel like we need a taller wing, um, and today, uh. Today was a good reason why I still feel like that. We need a toy wing as, as well as he played. But it's like, I feel like people don't really see the intangibles that Grimes brings. And then they underplay how well he shot last year and even this year. Like he's shooting, yes, he shot 0 for 6 today, right? Um, he, but he's on a year he's shooting close to 40% from three on the year so far, small sample size. And because he's not putting up high volume, people are crapping on him. And also because the things that he does doesn't show up on a stat sheet, people are crapping on him. Like I, I for example, like Mitchell Robinson can play the way he plays and guard the pick and roll the way he guards the pick way he guards the pick and roll. Because of the way Grimes guards. Grimes allows Mitchell Robinson to actually stick with his man and go bear and actually finish off defensive plays. That's why we're like, like part of the big reason why the Knicks are a top defensive rebounding team is because Grimes can, na- Grimes can navigate screens and Mitchell Robinson doesn't have to leave the center to help. Uh, to help on penetrators as much. And, and I, I feel like people don't see that and how and what he brings to this team, the intangibles, and they pile on because he's not scoring 25 points a game. Uh, and I, I, that's why I feel like what he's doing for us is severely underrated. It, it, it's, it's annoying. It's a little bit annoying to me. It's a little bit yeah, annoying to the pile. You're, 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 being, you're being too... Uh, minutia right now nba basketball circles especially twitter they don't want to they don't want to hear minutia they don't want to hear facts and like solid like moderate in the middle analysis they want the loud obnoxious hot take on one side of the ball or the other you know they want to mimic their cnn and fox news feeds me and my dad were having speaking of fox news me and my dad were having a discussion about (laughs) about grimes during the game and my dad was shitting all over Grimes, um, calling him a bum, saying that he needs to go to the bench and we need to put DiVincenzo. And we started having discussion. He's like, DiVincenzo shoots better from three this year. And I was like, no, they shoot about the same. Pulled up the stats. He said, well, DiVincenzo shoots more than Grimes. No, they shoot about the same, about, about five shots a game. Well, last year, DiVincenzo shot better. Nope, still the same. Same percentage, same amount. Grimes is actually shooting a career high from three. He's just shooting only five times a game. To me, 
the thing that drives him to do the most is shoot more. Every time the ball rotates to him, and it's it's a it's a nice wide open shot. Don't force it. Obviously, we're all intelligent people here. I'm not saying that you have an open shot, take it. And second, right. show a little bit of that intermediate game that he's flashed during summer league. There's been moments in preseason where he has shown that he has a pull up jumper in the mid range. He can attack the basket. We've seen him last year attack the basket pretty effectively and efficiently around the rim. All five of his shots tonight came from the three-point line. Let's mix it up a little bit. The same way that sometimes Randall, he's did to the paint, get fouled, hit some free throws, get into motion, get into a little bit of consistency in his flow. The same can be said for Grimes. It's difficult when you're out in the perimeter and you bricked four threes in a row. It's, it, and that shot is probably not a lack of confidence it would compared to if you would mix it up a little bit and get some different looks. So I would just see Grimes shoot more and do a little bit different in all three levels of a game. I don't know if you want to add anything to that, Ryan. I mean, well, at least that was perfect. Um, there's not really much for me to add to it, but I will say this. Nowadays, we're in a culture where, you know, like Lee said, everybody wants to hot take and this and that. And it's just, and it's, I told you so culture. People look at small sample sizes and they make conclusions based on small sample sizes. And they believe that this is the way to go. And whenever they find and when the, and then whenever like a couple of games pop up and they see and they see something that fits their narrative or whatever the case may be, they just jump up and say, I told you so. And instead of instead of looking at the bigger picture and looking at many different factors as a whole. So it's a, it's, so it's a culture we live in. You yep. know, everybody, everybody wants to be right. Everybody wants to everybody wants to be like, you know what? I said this from like, yeah three, four months ago, and look, it's coming to fruition right now. You should have listened to me and blah, blah, blah. That's the that's the type of culture we live in nowadays. And it's just really, to me, it's weird that people just have it out for certain players rather than just being fair about certain players and be like, you know what? Tonight, that player played bad. And then another night, that player played good. Like we see it in the chat exactly. all the time. You have certain people that pop up whenever a player plays bad, but whenever that player plays good, you they're nowhere to be found. Yeah, uh, that's I, I, one, one more thing, Jay, then I'll, I'll hand the mic over. That I agree 100% with you, Ryan. And that's why I changed my tune on Tibbs. Last year in the beginning of the season, I thought there would need to be major changes in the way that Tibbs was coaching. Then he started – it wasn't just one-time thing. The shortening rotation to nine-man was a huge improvement. But as the season went on, he began to experiment a little bit more with the play calling and, and the drop coverage and defense. In the playoffs, we saw him coach a very different way than Cleveland than he did Miami. And actually, for the second time in his career, he beat a seed higher than him in that first playoff series. So once the evidence starts to show me that I was wrong, it's okay to change your mind. Yeah. That's I think the, the big thing here in everything, in politics, in religion, in basketball. It's okay to be wrong and it's okay to change your mind. Because at that point, you're just a cult. You're just like <laughs> you're just like a blind cult when you when you're just looking at new evidence and going, "I refuse to look at it." And I, I feel like I don't know. I feel like that's what's happening. Even like the starting yeah. Divincenzo thing, he should start. Would you rather have Divincenzo? I'm not saying. I'm not saying you can't criticize players. Every player should be criticized. Grimes shot horribly today. All right. I said it on his program. He needs to be more aggressive shooting. I said it on his program. I even changed my mind. I said, you know what? Um, I, I wanted I wanted more screens run from him, but also he needs to shoot more. He needs to shoot. I, I even changed my mind. I even switched it. So it's like you can be wrong. It's yeah. okay. It's okay to be wrong. But but also, but also it's like starting DiVincenzo, he's a great player. He hustles defensively. We said this before. Jalen Brunson is our starting point guard. I understand Grimes got cooked today by Anthony Edwards, one of the best players in the NBA. I understand that. Do you then want to put Darte DiVincenzo on him? Is that does that make you feel better? I I don't I don't know. It's weird. It's, I don't understand it. It's like, and then I got to argument with somebody. Well, put him on. Well, have him bar, you have him guard the, the have RJ guard him. All right, all right. So you're putting Dante DiVincenzo on who? The six nine <laughs> small forward on the team. Like, I, like I don't, I don't, I don't, I just don't, be, I don't understand it. And I, I'm hearing a lot of criticism about the way that Grimes defended Anthony Edwards. You're talking about, in my opinion, right now, Anthony Edwards is the best player in basketball offensively. 
There are players who are more well-rounded, players who are better two-way. Anthony Edwards is the emerging face of the NBA. He is unstoppable. Okay, so Quentin Grimes' first game back didn't minutes, didn't lock him down. Like, like, what world do we live in where that's a rational take? Look at the guys on the defensive metrics right now in ratings. Kyle Anderson, Anthony Edwards, Mike Conley, all up there in the top 20, top 25. Jalen Brunson cooked them all. Are they bad defenders all of a sudden? Because one game, Jalen Brunson deconstructs their defense? No. Shit happens. Tonight, Brunson cut the Wolves. Tonight, Edwards cut the Knicks. It doesn't mean that one player no longer holds the same intrinsic value they did yesterday and that they won't hold it in tomorrow. Let errors happen. The human beings, it's a game of basketball. This isn't right and wrong, black and white. Right. And defensive rating-wise, if you're looking at defensive ratings, R.J. Barrett before this game was top eight. Uh, the uh, the next highest what was Quinn uh, Grimes. Um, on the team, and he's guarding the best player. So, like, y'all got to take in all the information and not just go, well, he didn't get steals, so he can't play defense. Like, you you got to you gotta look broader. You got to look broader. And I, I'm, I'm done. I'm done talking about this subject. Go ahead, Ryan. Yeah, and I do want to add something right quick. And, and to be real about it, you know, Anthony Edwards is a great player, and he's hard to hold. But if you look at Anthony Edwards' stats tonight, 9 of 21 from the field, one of six from three, 23 points. I mean, to be honest about it, like if my player could hold Anthony Edwards to that on a night, I'd be I'd be happy with that. I'd be cool with that, to be honest about it. Yeah, I Fair. mean, yeah. Uh, you can't look at that. The third quarter was crazy, but I understand what you're saying. I, understand no, I, you're I, mean, saying. The, I mean, the game as a whole, Yeah, you know, he didn't go off. Yeah, he went off in the third quarter, but the whole team was struggling at that point. I mean, the whole team gave the, gave the game away in the third quarter. Yeah, and yeah. And and this is what I mean. Like the whole team shot bad. Like I, I, we as a fan base, sometimes we just pick a whipping boy. We just do. And and I I, I pissed about it because right now, RJ is on the good side of, of all the Knicks fans, right? So today RJ and I, I'm not crapping on RJ. I'm just doing a comparison. RJ had a horrible game today, right? Four of 30 percent from the field, fourteen points. Um, Seven rebounds. He, he didn't play well. No one says a word because he's on the good side right now for Knicks Nation. Right now, hopefully he stays on the good side. Like people have bad games. He's young. He'll bounce back. It's fine. <laughs> he's still twenty three. He's still on his rookie contract. Doesn't mean he sucks. It doesn't mean he should lose his starting job. Um, do you fluctuate the minutes sometimes? If DiVincenzo has it going, of course. But we got we got to lay off our own players, man. You make you make you making Richard Jefferson look right, guys. I'm sorry, you're making Richard Jefferson look right. Between Grimes, quickly DiVincenzo, and Hart, they were two of twenty from the perimeter. You're right; it wasn't just Grimes. There's plenty of blame to go around on the poor shooting night to pick on the guy who's been out for a couple of games and trying to reacclimate himself, not just to the the team, but the starting lineup guarding a top three player in the NBA against a team that is the best half-court defense in the NBA. He struggled. Wow. Mind-blowing that that happened. Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, for sure. But let, let, let's talk about some other players. Julius Randle also struggled today, 37% from the field. Um, I, I feel like Tibbs had more of a pulse on him. I, I, he over a little bit today. And he was a little bit concerning. The free throws were concerning for me as well. But I think what's happening is we're fighting so hard on the defensive end. I think we're kind of losing our legs on the offense, um, on the on the free throws. I think that has a lot to do with why we're breaking these threes. Um, uh, credit Randall, though, he was fighting really hard on the rebounds, 14 rebounds. He seems like he kind of turned the quarter in the corner in the second corner. Second quarter, I'm sorry. Uh, ended up with 21 points. Um, but uh, it was a struggle, but he fought. Um, he fought. And the same could be said for pretty much everybody else on the team. Quickly, the same. RJ Barrett fought as well. Uh, I felt like he got fouled a lot. And because he got fouled a lot, he lost his concentration. I don't really blame him. <laughs> I don't really blame him because he... He got the bad end of a lot of crappy calls. Yep, he did. Yeah. Like three in a row. Yeah. 
especially in that third was it third fourth quarter yeah second half yeah yeah, yeah third to, to the point where like he pulled him and he's like you know what before i be pulled for this game let me just get this tech real quick <laughs> like <laughs> let me just get this tech real quick because i don't like it and it's funny because when i talk about like the next level we can get to I, like when games like this look J- Jalen brunson had seven for 15 46% from the field, three or six, 50% from three. Why I keep saying that Jalen Brunson shows up for big games. Every single, almost every, 90% of the time, Jalen Brunson shows up for big games, which is another reason why I can't stand when, when the Knicks fan base craps on Jalen Brunson for little things. He shows up for big games. Um, when we take the next step, is when somebody else comes along with him too. Uh, and I'm hoping RJ Barrett is still getting the rust off and he'll show up for a big game. And I'm hoping Julius Randle is getting, is being tired from this long road trip and he'll show up for a big game because we 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 not we won't be able to go anywhere until somebody else shows up with Jalen Brunson. Nit fans are go ahead, Ryan. No, oh. no, I was just gonna say that um and also you have to give give Jalen Brunson Brunt a lot of credit tonight, too, because he was guarded by Jaden McDaniels, which is who's a pretty good on-ball defender. So, And he's also taller than him and longer than him as well. So the fact that Jalen Brunson was a goal, the fact that Jalen Brunson went off the way he did with such a good defender on him as well, you know, you have to give Jalen Brunson props for that. And penetrating into two trees and Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns, too, and still find a way to impact the game all around. So, yeah, no, no need to to sh- shit on, on Brunson tonight. I mean, it just, man, losses happen. I, I, this fan base is known as one that's very intelligent. And in my interactions, I would agree with that. It's also a very miserable fan base too. And I think the last 20 years have really beaten beaten the moral spirit down on the Knicks fan base. And it's really easy for us to remain miserable, even as we make incremental growths toward success. And like a bad night for our franchise stars, 21 points and 14 rebounds. I'll take it. I know he was pretty inefficient and horrible from three. And there were moments where I was like, tell my dad, man, Randall is not fun to watch at times. Like yeah. even when he scores, it's like, it just means you want to rip my hair out. But at the end of the day, he always plays hard. He is not a soft player like Carl Anthony Towns. He's tough as nails. And he really does it all. Whether he plays smart or not, that that's a, a very important question to, to to be had and posed, but he always plays hard. I do give him credit for that. He doesn't always play hard. That's why I got on him. But he played hard today. <laughs> he played hard today. Okay, he, he plays hard on offense. <laughs> there you go. He's never passive on offense. <laughs> there you go. You're right. I should correct that. <laughs> there you go. But rough night. Even even quickly, man. Four for fourteen. A lot of rim outs. A lot of rim bounce. Um, but yeah, we, we just need a way to hit threes. And if I make it one small suggestion, we need it. And I saw RJ do this, and Troy Young does this as well. With with long defenders like Gobert, who who has their arms up and rotates as soon as you get into the paint. You notice that RJ like stopped and then wrapped around the pass to Mitchell Robinson, and he wasn't expecting it and it dropped out of bounds. And then two minutes later. Um, he did it again, and Mitch caught it and dunked it. I, I, I have a feeling that RJ talked to Mitch beforehand and was like, watch out for this, because I feel like when we're playing these long teams in the middle, we got we have to do that more. We have to find a way to not just shoot threes, even though those are the shots that we had mostly, but get those wraparound dump-off passes to the big to the big uh for the dunk um and we only got like one one of, we only got one of those we got two of those yeah one wraparound pass from rj and we got a nice pick and roll pass between divincenzo and mitch and mm-hmm. divincenzo um play, uh he throws some pretty good pocket passes on the pick and roll so maybe you can utilize that more moving forward at sometimes but i think we need to find ways to get creative about how we get the ball to the big man uh, in the paint. It's funny you say that. I, right before the game started, I was watching a little video someone posted. I think it was uh, Chuck D 
about Hubie Brown and Hubie Brown was talking about the wraparound pass and the behind the bat pass back in the seventies. It was like video footage from a seventies camp that he was hosting for college players. It's, it's ironic that you bring that up. After oh, yeah. I just watched it. Yeah. Uh, we ch- All right, Chuck, we on the same wavelength. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> While you're shopping, please give me a new 5G phone. This is how you tell me you want a new what is, phone? What is that? Wait. <laughs> that was, <laughs> I had, I had ESP. I had ESPN up on, with the stats and oh uh, yeah, ESPN <laughs> does play the little the little commercials after. <laughs> That's my fault, y'all. <laughs> but yeah, it's losing the chat, man. Uh, uh, you're right. I see you, Sherwin. We do need a tall. We do need a wing. We do need a taller team to compete with teams like this. You're absolutely correct. Um, we said that in the beginning of the program, like, y'all. He wasn't here yet, but yeah, said it in the summer. Um, said it today. Love our team. We need a long wing. We need a long wing bad to combat uh, these other tall, tall, long teams. Uh, but if you want to, if you want to talk in the chat, the Discord link is open. The Discord link is pinned to the top. As always, um, if you want to talk, Nick's basketball. All right, all right, cool. Um, I don't know if you guys have anything else you want to mention. Uh, shout out to Mitch Robinson who had. They mentioned it today. But I, he had his first decent game against Gobert. Yep. Since since being he man, I still remember the Utah days. Gobert used to bully this kid. Uh, but he's gotten better. Ten points, eleven rebounds. Still got you. Got still got his six offensive rebounds. Solid game by Mitchell Robinson and two steals. Mm-hmm. And it's funny enough. Yeah, I got a small trivia for next time. I'll wait for Ebony to come back. All right. Um, do you want to do the Oopwick and Brunt pick time? I have a hot take real quick. Oh, you got a hot okay. take. Okay, let's go. I just criticized hot takes. Now I got one, but I waited five years. I, I, wait, I waited five years to say it. <laughs> Mitchell Robinson is the third best center in the NBA. I got Joker. I got Embiid. I got Mitch. There's a solid case to be made for Rudy Gobert. I really, I really love Bam, and I really love uh, Sengun in Houston. I think five years from now we'll be talking about Sengun as maybe the second best center in the NBA. He's mm. very, very good. But Mitch, it, what he does on defense and his unique skill of offensive rebound, they're really known. But Stephen Adams is kind of a, that's inflated. First of all, he's out for the whole season, so Stephen Adams will be out the NBA in two years because of his age and injuries. Right now, Mitchell Robinson is really the only center that dominates. Almost has more rebounds collectively than some NBA teams as a whole. His yeah. offensive rebound ability, his rim protection, and just his lob threat is 100% guaranteed. If you lob it up, he's going to throw it down or get fouled. He is, to me, the third best center because he anchors our defense. And us having a top five defense in the NBA is because of him. And I think he deserves defensive player of the year accolades this season. And I hope he gets it. Third best center in the NBA. Book it. Third best center is lofty, man. Woo! Yeah. Big lead. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't know overall, but defensively, most definitely, I, like I would argue right now, Mitch is probably the best defensive center yes. in the NBA right now. Yes, I would argue that. I would, yes, yeah. Guess who's well? Mitch is leading the team in steals with one point three steals a game, which is crazy. Was was really crazy is the, our leaders in steals on this team are both big men, which is insane. <laughs> <laughs> who's the other one? Heart, I, uh, I heart. Yeah, Hartenstein. Yeah, I love Hartenstein. Yeah. I love that. Mitch at 1.3, Hartenstein at 1.1, and Vincenzo at 1. Uh, and our steals per game have gone up. We were bottom damn near bottom of the league last year. I think we were like 29th or 28th something. Then we got uh, Josh Hart, and then we started to rise, I think, the 25th last year. But this year, I believe we are middle of the pack when it comes to steals. I think I have that written down somewhere. Yep, middle, we were 14th in steals this year. And Mitch Hartenstein and DiVincenzo are leading us in that regard. So shout out to our next team. Mm-hmm. Now, I have a question for you. If it's not Mitch, what name comes to mind when I say that, that you think gives him the best competition for that third spot? Um, That third spot? i definitely say Bam. I'll say Bam because Bam is still a beast defensively. You can't get by him one on one, and I think he has a. He's not. He doesn't have the offensive rebounding. He's not the offensive rebounding juggernaut like Mitch is, but his all around 
yeah. game is a little bit better. So I, I would definitely put Bam in front of him. Fair. Uh, Anthony Davis, I can I see this is like a big ass. This is a big asterisk with Anthony Davis. It's like win healthy, you know. Anthony Davis was like at one point. Anthony Davis was like a top ten player in the league. Yeah, you know what I mean. Maybe five. Yeah, maybe maybe five. So I would definitely put Anthony Davis up there as well. Um, I see people saying Gobert. That's when it gets started. That's when it starts to get close because they they're the same prototype player. Yeah. Um, I think I would edge out Gobert. I would I'll, I'll out Mitch though over Gobert because of the steals and the offers, reboundings and the rebounds. Uh, I think. I feel like if um, players, if our players knew how to throw throw him the lob, Mitch the lob, he would be averaging as many points as Gobert. That that's to me that's the only reason why Gobert averages more points because he just has he's playing with players who knows how to give him more looks. So even though Gobert has more points, I still put give Mitch the edge in that regard. Um, but yeah. Miles Turner is interesting because Miles Turner can shoot too. But last season, even though Miles Turner could shoot, Mitch outplayed him when it was one on the matchup, which is why this play, the Pacers is going to be fun <laughs> to see if that theory holds up, even though, because Miles, Miles is, is, is balling this year. Um, yes, he is. Playing with, uh, playing with the Pacers, and the Pacers have like a, they have like the number one offense in the league, I think, right? Or, or yep. at least top three. Yep. Yeah. And it, Sherwin makes a fair point. You could make an argument that b- both Bam and Anthony Davis are power forwards playing out of position at the five. So you could make an argument for that. Yeah, but yeah, but to me, they're both still big players, though. They're they're front court players, so front court players are big. So I mean, it's not like we, it's not like we specified it was like centers only. Like we're still, we're talking about bigs. So to me, how about center? Pure oh, center. Oh, pure center. Just a five man. That's why that's why I worried it the way about uh, technicality. I worried it. I think Mitchell, Mitchell Robinson's the third best center in the NBA. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to really think about that one about pure fives. It, it, pure fives, it, you, you can make a good argument for Mitch being third. I mean, like Mitch and Gobert's a toss-up to me mm-hmm. at this point in time. So you could toss up and be like, yeah, Gobert maybe or Mitch, but Okay, if it's pure five, then you you can make a good argument for Mitch as the third best center in the NBA. You can make a good argument for that. KP, yeah, KP, yeah, KP, got okay. KP over Mitch. Yeah, KP, yeah, got KP. Only only thing that would not KP out is injury. Yeah, agree. Yeah, yeah, that is true because KP gives you the shooting and he gives you the defense. So. Hmm. But I think I think that's everybody. I feel like so that at least moves into to that at least moves into to four. If you're not counting Bam, <laughs> if you're not yeah. counting Bam, at least moves into four. Four is pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Pretty damn good. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's an argument I'm yeah. okay losing. Don't, All right, he's not three. He's four. Don't. <laughs> Don't 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 mention Jared, don't mention Jared Allen to me. Don't do it. Right. Hell no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not right. Do not mention that. <laughs> um, Pert, I was looking at Pertle last year. He's uh Pertle looked alright. He's alright. Yeah, he's decent. Pertle looked alright. Pertle got the best of Mitch last year. I'm not gonna hold you. He did. I'm not saying he's better than Mitch, but that uh. I feel like the two matchups he had, he did get the best. In it. So that that's another matchup I'm keeping the eye on when we play when we play Toronto. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a young man. Oh, you talking about Durin? Oh, this is gonna be that's gonna be oh, this is gonna be a war. When the Knicks <laughs> play Detroit, Lord. <laughs> yeah, that matchup is gonna tell who's really better, Durin or Mitch. But I would still I would still put Mitch over him at the moment. I think Durin needs a bit more experience. Mm-hmm. But Duran's ceiling is higher for sure. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's better than Mitch right now. Fast, fast, fast. All right, all right, all right. Good impromptu, impromptu, Lee. 
You know I'm here for it. <laughs> All right. We all right, I think it's time to do some some the oohs and bras. We actually got a oo pick this time. Yes, we do. And I think everybody probably knows who is the oo pick for tonight. Because if y'all were watching the game, oh yeah, first quarter, oh yeah, my guy Mitch, yeah, did an in and out burger. Oops, I'm sorry. Bear, drove to the basket and dunked it. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> the end one Mitch tape in effect. All right. Back. <laughs> Yeah, let's, yo, go. I gotta, I gotta. let's go, Mitch. Let's go. Oh. Let's go. <laughs> yo, Sham got Mitch is gonna be in full effect. <laughs> oh, yo, man, I love that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I remember I love the Sham God Mitch days. Yo, it's, it's funny. Mitch, it's not the first time Mitch has done this. This is that's the reason why I said when centers lay um lay off on him, why don't he just drive to the basket and dunk it? Because I feel like he, he has the ability to do that. But it's funny, every time a center actually plays up on him and plays defense, he does that. Whenever they drop back, he looks a pass. Whenever a play, the center plays up on him, he's gone. He's absolutely gone. So from this day forward, I'm gonna need everybody to not make fun of Mitch. For doing all these crazy dribble moves in the summer. Oh, you never use that in the game. Oh, no, you still never use that in the game. Oh, yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah? You never used that? Oh. Just did. All right? <laughs> Back. <laughs> Shout out to me, Shout out. <laughs> Oh, man. Whole program was was worth watching that clip. Facts. Any broad picks today? Yeah, I got um a couple of broad picks. <laughs> oh wait, 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 wait! Before you get the broad picks, I see Timmy's on the line. My bad, Timmy. My oh. bad. Come talk some ten cents, Timmy. Yeah. Yo, what's good, Timmy? You are now live on the KOT show. What's good, my brother? Timmy. What's good? What's good, man? What's good, Jay Ellis, man? My boy, Ryan G. Mr. Lee Escobedo, ESPN contributor. Hey, man, let's get into it, man. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was a tough one. This was a tough one to watch, specifically the third quarter. Um, With this one, yo, one of the things that we really missed tonight, yo, was RJ being able to get into the paint off the dribble. Um, he was having some issues really getting into rhythm today. Yeah. And um, it's kind of like <laughs> uh, we missed that for the past couple of games with him not being out. I think when you're analyzing the game um, today, it's real easy to kind of miss um, what he wasn't bringing for the past couple of games. Because even in Charlotte, he was a little cold. Mm -hmm. But today it was, was kind of easy to kind of overlook it. And I think um, like you guys were saying, the microscope was really on Grimes with him coming back on his first game and, you know, and having the ball as much as he did. But um, defensively, you know, Grimes did not do a bad job. And when you're talking about defense for this team, what he brings, I think you hit on some major key points. Um, if you guys think back to the seasons where we had uh, Evan Fournier out there, we had uh, Kemba Walker out there, um, you know, even some of the guards before that, um, Mitch really had to work double time during those seasons to be able to make up and cover for other aspects of our defense. Mm -hmm. And um, now his job is just made a lot easier by that upgrade on perimeter defense. And um, I, I think that does get lost in the sauce. Now, to play devil's, devil's advocate to that, we also see with Mitch that he's not being completely utilized on the offensive end. Um, and there's opportunities for us to be able to catch extra rhythm off of swings by hitting knockdown open shots and also looking for him when we're getting into the lane. Um, with Brunson, a lot of the times, by the time he gets to, let's say, 15 feet from the rim, they've already committed a double team to him. <laughs> yeah. So it's like he's he's coming in there 
um, with whatever Mitch's man is plus help and trying to be able to throw that thing up to him. Like, you know, he really is blind at that point because he's short. Right. Um, we have guys that are a little bit taller that are ball handlers. And I think in that third quarter, Tibbs really missed out um, being able to supplement um, Brunch's ball handling, get him off of the ball as a weapon and being able to use him. Now these, you know, this is, this is a lot of, it's a lot of criticism. It's slight criticism, but this is also with the respect that we're, you know, only a couple of games into the season here. Um, these are changes that we're going to be making, you know, throughout the season and we will get better. Um, but I think on that offensive end, really being able to utilize Mitch is another thing where, I guess on the other side of that argument with Devo versus Grimes, which I, I really don't even think is a thing. I actually hit you up in a chat a couple of days ago. I think Grimes is going to be a force with this team. I think he's going to grow into something that's crazy. Mm. Um, and right now the competition between him and DiVincenzo is something that the Knicks can only benefit from, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, it's a part of his growth. Um, same thing happened with Quickly and a couple of other guys that were on this team, and he's going to get better from it. Um, when Grimes is looking at DiVincenzo on the floor, I want him to see those same exact opportunities that Devo is has grown into because he's already had to go through this. He's a little bit older. He's seen some things. Right. I want him to see those same opportunities and be able to take advantage of it and not hold back. It may take him a little bit of time, but um, that opportunity to really be able to take advantage of Mitch, that's something RJ has been able to capitalize off of off of a little bit mm -hmm. um and we need other guards to be able to help with that as well um so that was just one of the things i saw tonight man but let's throw this one um in the learning bucket in the yeah. hell bucket and uh let's keep it moving fam absolutely i'll take it easy fellas have a good night man all right go ahead salute man i love i love our followers man yeah great call i love our followers they be knowing stuff and and something to be said about the type of player because the you know, DiVincenzo and Grimes are almost similar archetypes. So I do like the idea that Grimes could learn about what shot to take from DiVincenzo because they are kind of similar in a lot of ways. Um, kind of like the way I quickly um started learning from Brunson because Quickly's footwork footwork is night and day now. Like Quickly's footwork is looking more and more like Brunson's. Like quickly shooting fade away over the shoulders this season he wasn't doing mm -hmm. you know what i mean uh, he's shooting mid-ranges now so uh it's, it is it's i do i do feel like grimes has an opportunity here to take some things from divincenzo's game great call to me all right Bye. all right now back to the bs Bruh. <laughs> Bruh, is, bruh picks. Yeah, if you guys don't know what bruh picks are, bruh picks are the worst plays of the game. They don't even have to be played. It doesn't have to be about this game. It could be about any other game. It doesn't even have to be about a game either. It could just be something stupid, something dumb that happened in the world that you want to point out and say, this is stupid. This is dumb. Bruh. So let's get to it. ING, I already know. What bruh picks you got? First bruh pick goes to the new, the new chosen one. Wambayana. <laughs> Wambayana on the breath. Okay. Yes. Against the Grizzlies. So my guy Bane is bringing the ball up the court. They set a screen for him high, like near the half, near the half court line. Wemby's like, you know what? Bane can't dribble. He's not a point guard. Let me try to trap him when, when this guy's setting the screen. So my guy Wambayana got into his defensive stance. Bane saw the lane. Crossed him up and made Wemby touch Earth. Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Can I find it? Can I find it? I saw it on Instagram, so it's out there. <laughs> oh, damn, I can't find it. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> and my second bro pick goes to. The Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess they were born in Dallas and, just, and they decided to make a video, like a commercial type thing. And my guy Luca, you know, my guy Luca was working out this summer. He was getting in shape. So they made a video called Body by Luca because, you know, they're trying to impersonate those fitness 
um, influencers, you know, how do you know, talk about, you know, how to get in shape, the workouts they're doing, this and that. And they had my guy, Luca, act like he was a fitness trainer talking about body by Luca. And then he had all his teammates on the commercials as well talking about, you know, you know, body by Luca, you know, you got to get in shape, body by Luca, this and that and blah, blah, blah. It was just a cringe commercial all around. And that's why the whole Dallas Maverick team gets a bra. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, hold on a second. Can I do it? Come on. Come do a play it for me. Play it for me. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> yeah, body body okay. Whack, bro. <laughs> And, and, and don't get me wrong, Luca's in shape, but like, let's be real for a second now. Luca just looks like he eats two less glizzies every day. That's all it, that's all it is. <laughs> My man's in shape, but he don't, but it's, it, but it's not like it's incredible. You know what I mean? <laughs> I bet Kyrie Irving was embarrassed as hell to be in that commercial. I don't know, Kyrie, the way Kyrie spun, it looked like he was into it, all right? <laughs> he, he spun with some oomph, and he, the thump, you know, yeah. Body by Luca's bad, but it could be worse. It could be body by Grant Williams. <laughs> oh, that would be me. Uh, <laughs> oh, damn. Thanks, yo. Yo, Thanksgiving's coming, man. It's gonna, man, it's, it's body by Jay Ellis after Thanksgiving. <laughs> Keep body by Oliver Miller. Away from the stuffing. Oh my God! The way I'm gonna hit this oh. macaroni and cheese, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Ah, bro, pick, bro, pick, bro, pick. Uh, you got any Lee? Nah, man. I'm actually, uh, bro, free tonight. I think the the angry people in the chat and the miserable people on Twitter was enough of a bro for me, man. I gotta stay positive out here in these Nits Twitter streets. All right. Well, I got a bro. I got a bro. What's your bro? My bro. Goes to the, the NBA, man. Hmm. I don't know what's going on with the NBA and these refs, but the refs. Why do refs have replays? Is my question. If you can just look at replays and make shit up, <laughs> then what is the point? It's like it's insulting at this point because the refs are just like, you know what? Don't believe your own eyes. Just believe what I say. It's kind of like police body cams. I don't know. It's crazy. But there was a game between Utah and the Phoenix Suns that went into a double overtime. Uh, Laurie Markkinen was shooting a fadeaway three and gets whacked by Kevin Durant. Whacked. Twice. Hit on a wrist, boom. Infects the landing space. Gets no count. Gets no <laughs> foul. Obviously a foul. They called the foul on it initially. Then looked at the tape. And then took away the foul. Negating three free throws. Bruh. I don't know. I don't, I don't even know. I, it's, it's giving me flashbacks of when RJ tried to a dunked on homeboy at the end of the Toronto game. I don't know, man. It, it's crazy. It's, the refs out here are wild, man. The refs out here are wild. Getting replays wrong. I don't get it. I don't get it. But yeah, that's my problem. So. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <sighs> I'd be pissed if I was Utah all my little four wins, man. <laughs> I'd be pissed. Cost me my fifth win against the Phoenix Suns. Gazy win. All right, but yeah, that's all I got today. That's all I got. That is our show. It was, this was a, a rough game today. Thank you guys for watching. The guys who, who who rock with us. I hope you enjoyed the show. And we will be back on Friday talking Knicks Miami. And hopefully that's a, a win. That is a, a in-game tournament. Need that W. We need it. Yes, sir. We definitely need it. Oh, you already know what's going to be, man. Knicks versus Miami. It's going to be a bloodbath. Love it's going to be black blood from the playoffs. Everybody should be up for this game, especially the Knicks, especially Randall and RJ, <laughs> for sure. Those two guys, for sure. 
All right. So let's get to it. Let's get these wins. All right. All right. That is our show. Oh, yeah. I always, I, I never asked. Guys, where can they find you? Yeah. I, I haven't done this all season. I don't know why I haven't. Ryan G, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it right now, at Ryan G K O T. You can also find me on Instagram at Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. That's S I R. Is wait S I R G is C H I L L I N. You can you can tell you we haven't done this for a minute. I forgot to spell my name. That's crazy. That's my brother. Oh man. Well, yeah, and Ryan G K O T. Yes, you said that first. My bad. Yeah, yeah. Where can you find? Where can they find you, Lee? At underscore Lee Estrabido, L E E E S C L B E D O, or on OnlyFans, Grant Williams 69. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Y'all let them curves. And <laughs> give my brother a tip. You know what I'm saying? Oh. <laughs> yo. Oh, hey, yo. Like a thick. Hey, yo. <laughs> give my brother a tip. Hey, yo. Oh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> No tips from here. Sorry. (laughs) 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 Oh, (laughs) at the chat going crazy, bro. Uh, Yeah, I can't go without mentioning the fans. Where's our sponsor? All right, where's the sponsor? You just send me. I don't negotiate with them. I'll just try to find me some. Online. Go ahead. You'll send, you'll send, send that code email, Lee. <laughs> code email. It'll be hard to tell. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, man. I'm deceased, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah, show, show them one thing. Never mind. Let me stop. I was, I was going to take it too far. All right. You can find you can find us at the KOT Show on Twitter, the Nick of Time Show on Instagram, and the Nick of Time Show on Facebook as well. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. We will be back on Friday, hopefully talking about a next win. All right. So happy that, Thanksgiving, y'all. Yeah, happy Turkey Day. Uh, gobble gobble. That is our show, guys. And as always, shut out the worldwide west. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here in these Nick's YouTube streets. That's our show. We out of here. Sorry for the long score at the bottom. Peace.